We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please! Help! Yeah. All right, I whenever you're stop, ready. I but I can't. Oh, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, recording. Go ahead. Oh, okay, great. Okay, welcome to another fun-filled, exciting episode of the Is4 podcast. Tonight, I will be leading this journey. I am your humble host, Monster. Joining me is Sarge. Say hello, Sarge. Howdy, everyone. And Danger. Notice how neither one of us are humble, but he, he pointed out that he was. Yes, I am very humble and pleasant. You guys are terrible. But tonight, we are discussing a very exciting topic. Tonight, why is for Yetis? Is the now, Yeti humble? The Yeti is a bit humble, and we will get into the Yeti characteristics in a few minutes. Sarge, danger, whoever wants to go first. Show of hands. <laughs> what do you know about the Yeti? And what do you think the Yeti looks like? Well, I mean, according to Disney and the uh, Great Adventures of uh, the Three Caballeros, um, the Yetis run the spa at Shangri-La. That's what I that, that's what I know. So, hmm. okay, yeah. Okay. My main my my big Yeti knowledge. The, the big Yeti brain actually comes from Futurama and episode where the professor was bitten by a Yeti and Zoidberg had to get the, I think it was the frontal lobe of the Yeti <laughs> to make a serum to cure him of his, his Yetiism. Now in that episode, what did the Yeti look like? It's a big hairy creature. What color was he? White. Wow, racist. White. Wow. Okay. Okay. No, we'll no, no, that's important. That's important. And we'll come back to that later. Yeti lives matter. All right. Just saying. Ooh, ooh. Let's I don't think we're ready for YLM shirts. I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> that's not our no. first piece of merch. <laughs> no. The Yeti. If you would a... like a YLM shirt, just send us an email to No, don't send us an email. Give give someone else's email address, not ours. Google at gmail.com. <laughs> the Yeti is a large, hairy, human-like creature that lives at the top, the top of Mount Everest. The Yeti has been spotted walking across Asian mountains from China to the Himalayas. Some say it looks like an ape. Some say it looks like a bear. And some say it's the missing link between humans and apes. It's also known as the wild man and has been misconstrued as a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. I was going to ask, are they, like, related? I think they're distant cousins. It and must be now, from West Virginia, then. Yeah, like, like not super close related. Like, if they kissed, it wouldn't be super weird, but still frowned upon. Second cousin, once removed, you know. Yeah, all good. Family reunions are a little uncomfortable, but, you know, you you get over it over some apple pie. And whatever you do, do not use Ancestry.com as a dating service. That is I was not I was just I got so I got on Twitter and I posted congratulations 23andMe for being the official dating site of West Virginia. Not cool. And the West 
the not West cool. Virginia, the West Virginia um, uh, government office sent me a private message. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Please, please do share what was this what was, was it telling you to stop or telling you yes, that you're wrong essentially it was telling me to stop spreading misinformation <laughs> <laughs> okay as someone who has driven through west virginia countless times on my way to pennsylvania west virginia is a beautiful state a bit rural but absolutely lovely. Do not disrespect it, it. It is a beautiful state, and its family trees are quite narrow. <laughs> it's also a very weird state, and we'll discuss West Virginia on some other episodes because they, they'll they'll come up in some other areas. But so, that's not what we're here for tonight. So Ancestry.com is not a good dating website, and it's not really a good thing to go to David's Bridal to pick up women. But go on. <gasps> No, and neither one of them have jack shit to do with a Yeti. So moving on, the term Yeti comes from a mispronunciation from Sherpa dialect. The correct phrase is Yeti, Y-E-H-T-E-Y, which translates to either cliff-dwelling bear or animal of rocky places. So I imagine that pronunciation is what the Yeti would say if it was playing basketball and dunked, it would dunk and be like, yet, hey! Yeah. Or if it saw one of its friends across the mall and was like, yet, hey! Yeah. <laughs> yep. Doing karate moves. <laughs> yet, hey! It's all in the delivery. Yes. <laughs> so, according to written accounts from Tibetan folklore that date all the way back to the 12th century, the Yeti is known as Wild Man. It is depicted as an ape-like humanoid creature that walks on two legs. Typically, it's over six feet tall with reddish-brown fur covering its body. Tibetan folklore has two main different types of yetis, uh, the kind I described above, and then an even larger version that actually like runs on all fours. So did you say how tall the yeti is? Usually six feet and, and above. Hmm. So you're 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 telling me from the start of what is the uh, Middle Ages, so during the end of the Middle Ages, the High Middle Ages, twelfth century, twelfth uh, century, roughly. Okay, so that put it around the eleven hundreds, the twelve hundreds. They've been documenting this elusive creature. Yes, and we will actually get into some relatively modern. I don't want to say proof, but some possible evidence to suggest this creature is a real thing. Circumstantial evidence. We'll get there. Well, anytime we talk about a cryptid of any kind, there's always some sort of evidence to say that it's real. Yes. I mean, whether or not it is real, that's a different conversation. Since you brought up other cryptids, this is one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this one, because this is so interesting to me. Tibetan Buddhist stories feature yetis. And they are usually depicted as kind and not dangerous. They don't hunt or eat humans. Most stories say that the Yeti is nocturnal and makes a loud, high-pitched shrieking sound. But it does not attack or hunt humans. I did in the beginning forget to tell you about the previous experience I have with learning about Yetis as a Tibetan monk. I spent about five years... And uh, no, that's all bullshit. Go on. Humans are friend, not food. I wanted, I wanted to let your bad joke hang in the empty space. 
for a minute there just so you could appreciate how bad that was. Oh, no, I knew exactly how bad it was when I was <laughs> saying it, but Sarge came to my rescue. Thank you. Yes, thank you for just obliterating that painful silence. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, only silence if it stays in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, and I get to edit this one. Okay. Um, in the 17th century, a Buddhist religious leader named Lama Sangwai Dorje Please say Walk. that again. Please, please nope. say that again. <laughs> nope. Walked from India to Nepal to live in a cave as a religious hermit to meditate. He claimed friendly yetis would bring him food and water. When one of the yetis died, he kept the scalp as a holy relic and put it on display in a temple that he built in 1667. Later, a Yeti hand was added to that collection, and these items were used in rituals at that temple. So he didn't stay there and die in this cave as a religious uh, mover at all. He just he went there for a little bit, stayed there, meditated, and left and came back. So as someone who appreciates good health, I like to sit and relax and meditate from time to time. Um, usually three to five years is about as long as I can sit still and meditate. Others can possibly do it longer, but yeah, he, he eventually went back. As soon as you said, as somebody who appreciates good health, I've seen you. I know you <laughs> don't. I stopped listening to anything else you were saying. <laughs> Look, just because I'm shaped like a lowercase letter B doesn't mean I'm that out of shape. Or D, depending on which side you're turning towards. Yeah, Fair enough. That's true. Now, there was mention of the Yeti as a quote-unquote wild man in a footnote of a book before this you know religious leader but the real first quote-unquote evidence of a yeti was in the book among the himalayas published in 1889 by british explorer lawrence a waddell in his book they found a footprint in the snow and the native people told him it was made by a wild man of the mountain okay however in 1921 lieutenant colonel charles howard burry led an expedition to mount everest they saw tracks in the snow they could not identify. The natives that were accompanying them said they belonged to the wild men of the snows. When Howard Burry came back, he was doing an interview. He said he believed that the tracks belonged to a gray wolf. The reporter didn't think that was exciting enough, so he ran with the wild man story instead. Mm. The reporter mistranslated the Tibetan phrase Mito Kongmi, which roughly translates to man bear snowman, and he translated it as filthy snowman, which he ultimately changed to drum roll, please. Man bear pig. The abominable okay. snowman. Okay. That's uh, a that's a leap evil Knievel couldn't have made. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it that we talked about before the Wendango, right? Stop calling it the Wendango. <laughs> so we talked to, we talked about the Winnebago and <laughs> God. And so I was getting that, you know, mixed up with Bigfoot. And so the abominable snowman and the Yeti are the same. There's not there's not reports of different for each thing. No, and okay. and that is why at the top of the episode I asked you guys what you thought of what what a yeti looked like to you. Oh, and oh, 
How did we forget? Sarge, I don't know how we missed it, but are you not familiar with the Yeti from Rudolph? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will get to Rudolph before we finish. <laughs> but See, you're exactly I'm... right. But you're exactly right. That is the abominable snowman. That is a Yeti. Yes. Okay. So I'm reminded of the uh, of in 2008 when a plane was carrying a uh, group of college football team and it crashed in, Himalaya, in the Himalayas and the uh, and so the crash was only part of their problem because they had to escape a uh, a flesh eating monster in the Himalayan mountains. I don't remember that. I, at first, I thought you were talking about the movie Alive with Ethan Hawke, but no, I'm talking about the movie Yeti: Curse of the Snow Demon. Okay, okay. That is disrespectful to the Yeti, okay? I will not sit here and let you slander the good name of the Yeti. He can sue me. Have his lawyer get in contact with me. But that will prove his, the proof of his, that will be the proof of his existence, and we just can't have that. As we discussed in the W for, oh my god, I can't even say it correctly anymore. The Windango, you dick. The Windigo. As I said there, the Wendigo and the Yeti are the only thing they have in common is the snow. Everything else is very different. The Wendigo is a bloodthirsty monster. The Yeti is a docile creature that lends help. Sarge, if you don't take this seriously, this is this is real shit. It's not you. I am I am Googling Yeti stuff. You know what come you you know what comes up? Don't. I don't want to know. Yeti, a love story. Five college students go on a camping trip that lead them to a horrible secret. With no way home after a brutal murder of one of their friends, the group must battle an evil cult and a ravenous gay Yeti. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeti! Anyway. All right. So in 1951... Eric Shipton led a reconnaissance expedition to the Himalayas. On this trip, they got an actual photograph of a footprint. In the picture, you can see a pickaxe laid next to this footprint to see how huge the print actually is. This was at about 18,000 feet in elevation. Uh, If you guys want to, you can Google Shipton print, S-H-I-P-T-O-N. And it's actually a really cool picture. You'll see a really big footprint in the snow right next to a pickaxe that these climbers had that they were using, which is not a small instrument. This looks to be a very large footprint. Wait, hold on. So it is a large footprint, yes, with a big toe and then like a good size next toe and then three little toes. <laughs> When when you said you were looking up Yeti stuff, I, I don't know if it's just, I, I don't know. Because I knew the footprint thing was the next thing that was going to come up, I was I was just so afraid you were going to get like weird Yeti foot pictures or something. Like, I didn't know where you were going. I found a yeah, so- artist like recreation of the foot and uh, Yeti, he's going to have some trouble finding shoes. So I'm looking at this picture mm-hmm. the picture that Monster is described. And based off what I know about ice climbing picks, okay, being serious here, monster, being serious here, from what I know about ice climbing picks, they're roughly 12 to 14 inches long from tip to tip. And 
looking at it next to this Yeti print, the uh, really jacked up little uh, middle toe or ring toe or whatever you want to call it that, you know, went to the market. See, this little pig went to the market, stayed home, had roast beef, had none. So that this was a little piggy I had none. Okay. It's at least two, maybe one, maybe two inches bigger than the end of the pick. And the foot itself is three quarters the size. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe 13 inches by like six or seven inches wide. It's a yep. huge damn footprint. That is a yeah. big foot. It is. So the next year, another expedition found another possible Yeti track in the snow at Mount Everest at about 16,000 feet in, in uh, elevation. Yeah. Elevation. That's the word. Almost said evolution. Good Lord. Okay. Evolution. In 1954, Tom Slick, he was a rich Texas man who had already gone on expeditions to hunt Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. He decided to try and hunt down the Yeti as well. His hobby was hunting cryptids, basically? Literally, yes. He had... Well, he struck out like two of the three times. Why not go for one more and just be gone? Yeah. Well... The earth is flat and he's going to sell off the edge of it, too. Sorry. (laughs) That's why the dinosaurs died. A meteor hit it and spun it like a coin. Yeah. Slung all the dinosaurs off. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Hadn't heard that next season. That. <laughs> next season, we got some episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so this Tom Slick guy, he led three expeditions, but unfortunately, very little evidence came from these trips, which is probably similar to the evidence he gathered from his Bigfoot and Loch Ness trips. Okay. Which, have you seen uh, recent studies that have suggested what the Loch Ness Monster actually was? Wasn't it uh, like a clump of logs or something floating in the lake? Perhaps, but it's also very likely it was a whale penis. That uh, How a whale penis got to a loch in Scotland? Yeah, that's a good sure, question. Sure, I fair enough, fair I think, enough. I think that's a better mystery than Loch Ness itself. Very. So there have been studies to suggest that whales are a little bit cheeky and they like to basically float upside down and stick their giant whale wieners out of the water. And they look very similar to that very famous picture of Nessie from Loch Ness. So the proper term is a dork, the whale penis. Yes. Whale dork. Yes. Yes, A whale dork. And I just want to know how the dork was detached from the whale and all the way inland there. But I think that's a better mystery than Nessie in itself. And I'm not saying, you know, next season D is for dork. I'm not saying we can discuss whale wieners for an hour. I'm just saying maybe. The jokes will Uh, run out really quick. You say that, but uh, I think we can do it. Yeah, maybe. Go on. So (laughs) between 1960 and 1961, Edmund Hillary and Marlon Perkins led expeditions with teams of scientists who visited the temple that Dorje built um, that housed the Yeti scalp and the hand. They ran tests on the scalp and it was actually made of Cerro flesh. Uh, Cerro is a type of mountain goat. Okay. Okay. So it was not genuine Yeti leather. Okay. If somebody killed a Yeti and use its its leather its skin to make anything other than going to a museum with the skeleton the body whatever and turning it in and going i found a yeti then you're an idiot but sarge you had a look of exclamation upon your face tell me why so i i googled yeti characteristics like i want to know general general yeti characteristics height size what what they believe it is right 
So going off of people's descriptions of what this animal looked like, minus the fact that it has white fur, right? Like someone recreated. So it's in the International Mountain Museum in Nepal. And it was put there in 2010 and is generally accepted what a Yeti looks like. It is the creepiest, nightmare fuelish, worse than Krampus picture I've ever seen. Additionally, its its fur is is black, not white. Yes. Well, I wonder if it's been perceived as being white because it's in the snow and it's got snow cross and stuff. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. Oh, we're oh, so. Sorry, we're not trying to take your thunder. I'm just like, no, we're, no. we're paying attention. We're trying to contribute. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just teasing. So, so that was something the thing that we were actually talking about earlier when I kept referring the the Tibetan Sherpas kept referring to this oh. as the wild men of the Himalayas. They were depicted as these men covered in brown, black, reddish fur. They weren't depicted as big, white, fluffy snowmen. They were depicted as these, like, hermit, cave-dwelling homeless people. Like, they they weren't necessarily depicted as these big, giant, roaring Sasquatches. They were depicted as a little more straggly, kind of stringy hair. Not emaciated, but not big, brutish monsters. A dirty mountain hippie. Yeah, kind of like what you would see in the Himalayas. You could also see in Asheville, North Carolina, just warmer by a little. Yeah, fair just enough. a little. Fair enough. I'm so, trying to find this thing you're talking about. Oh, my about. God. Search. I'm not saying uh, I'm about to screen share to take it, but let me read right. this to you. Oh, my God. You're going to love this monster. I promise you. It is commonly believed that the Yeti can stand between six to ten foot tall, not as tall as Bigfoot, it says. But it can also weigh in between 200 to 400 pounds. The Yeti is shy, which is why it's never been found. And then in 2010, an unsuccessful expedition, some hunters found a hairless four-legged creature they said was a Yeti, yet was a small hairless cat that had somehow lost its hair from the seas. How big was that cat? (laughs) How big was that cat? You just said it's between six and ten foot tall. How big was that cat? I'd be more concerned about that. It's a fat cat. It is a hella fat cat. Hold on a second. That is a whole separate cryptid of some kind of hairless fat cat. <laughs> that will need Crazy. to be discussed at some point as well. Oh, yeah. So after these expeditions, not a whole lot of evidence came out. The thrill of hunting the Yeti kind of diminished. Uh, however. That is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a 1930s gorilla costume, like it, murders at the zoo or something. It, it does look like a, a Halloween <laughs> costume from the 30s. It's supposed to be like a clown for birthday parties, but it's it's for our, for our listeners. For our listeners, I pulled up the picture of the Yeti that I found, and it is legit nightmare fuel. Absolutely. <sighs> all right. All right. So. What I was saying was in the 1960s, 61, the the Yeti scalp was proven to be false and things started to die down. However, something happened in 1964 that kind of, in a way, reinvigorated the love of the Yeti. You already mentioned it earlier, Danger. What came out in 1964? 
What did I mention that came out in 19? I don't remember. Sorry. Rudolph the Red-Nosed uh, Reindeer. Yeah. Okay. This seemed to be where the Western world began to characterize the Yeti or the abominable snowman. And basically, this is where we take our pop culture reference of the Yeti from. A big, white, fluffy-looking hairball, basically. Well, I mean, it's something that got put into the pop culture you yeah. know, mindset. And it's also seen at least once a year by most of America. So exactly. So once and a year, you get a re up on what this thing looks like. When you hear <laughs> Yeti, when you hear abominable snowman, when you hear those terms, I think for the average person, the first thing that comes to mind is in fact, Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, not for Sarge and I, cause we did not mention it. <laughs> No, you did. So you did. Only after we were into it for a little bit. So. <laughs> now, Sarge mentioned Yeti. Uh, weird, In my spaghetti. Weird gay Yeti fan fiction, which is apparently what Sarge is into. Well, um, it's on IMDb and it's got 2.5 stars. Seven <laughs> means it's a fine film on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if a horror movie gets above a five, I'm at least intrigued. Yeah, that's fair. You mean like that's Redfield? Fair. Do not bring that shit up. I am not ready to talk about that. That hey, is still Sarge, a Are you still on IMDb? Can you look up what da- what uh, Mar- or Monster's favorite movie Independence Day got? I will. I will disconnect right now. No, so what I want to cliffhanger. Talk about what do you want to know about the Yeti? Too bad I left. <laughs> so before Monster leaves, I just wanted to let everybody know <laughs> that if you go to podbean.com slash Danger Sarge, right. Sign up for a free month of podcasting. It helps us. It helps you. I actually hit my microphone. I apologize. So it helps us. It helps you. I mean, it's win-win across the board. Give it a try. If you don't like it, it's 30 days. It's free. You'll get a lot of traction if you just go through the steps like I did when I set it up. As a matter of fact, if you need help, hit me up on Twitter. I'll help you out. But don't do like Monster and leave now or before you read those terms and conditions because they will apply to whatever you decide to do with it from there. Sorry. Back of the task at hand. So in the 70s, there were over 100 more expeditions into the Himalayas, but no new evidence was found. So all fueled by the popularity from Rudolph? Like, that caused the surge? In a weird sort of way, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's not surprising, though. It's not. It's, it wouldn't be the first movie that has sparked some sort of interest into paranormal or some sort of interest into the occult or into cryptids. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, now, now dads and moms have to answer what the hell is that on the television dancing around with Rudolph and the elves. So is it not eating the elves? So in the late fifties and early sixties, you had people actively going out and searching for the Yeti. Not a lot of evidence was found. A couple years go by, and then Rudolph comes out with the abominable snowman, and it sort of reminded people, oh, yeah, we were we were really into this not that long ago. I'm not saying it was just Rudolph. I'm sure other people were investigating, but that was a big resurgence. However, as time has gone on, more things have been brought back from some of these expeditions. Bone fragments, hair, teeth. Even fecal matter. Unfortunately, nothing conclusive was ever determined. So what was ever tested of these things to tell them that it wasn't just like, hey, you found goat droppings or whatever? Okay. 
In 2001, a British zoologist got a hair sample from a tree in Bhutan. Bhutan is a country in South Asia. It's, it's really kind of near the Himalayan mountain range. After analysis, the DNA could not be identified as coming from a human or any known animal. And for a while, this was actually seen as possible proof of the existence of yetis. However, in 2014, they realized the hair sample actually came from a species of polar bear that went extinct several thousands of years ago. So it was kind of like fossilized hair. So I'm still stuck on the person that found the stool sample and they came all the way back from the Himalaya mountains, like with this like Yeti turd. And they're like, we didn't find the Yeti, but we saw something that tells us it was there at one time. I I can't imagine like getting that through customs. Could you imagine carrying a piece of poop for a significant amount of time? I assume they find out. I assume they put it in something, but no, I assume it was, in the hand poop glove hand i assume there was there was no bag see um, in my mind after you say <laughs> that there was no glove <laughs> go on in please. 20, <laughs> in 2017 several more samples were tested and they all came back as what animal what do you think animal came back polar bear goat yep yeah, bear all oh. all were bear except one of the samples was actually dog. So was that just the bone, or was that just the fur? Did they test the bone? No, this was this was. And they found yeah, that? this was several different samples. They had, like I said before, they had hair, teeth, bone, all this different stuff, and all of it came back as some species of bear, except for one thing that was dog. Um, I just think it'd be funny yeah. if they were like, "This is not Yeti fur. This is Steve's hair." Just you know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Frank, get away from the samples. (laughs) So it has long been believed that the Yeti myth was based on a certain type of brown bear that lives in the base of the Himalayan mountains. This particular species of bear have reddish brown fur, and they actually evolved differently than any other bear species. Because of this, they look and move differently than the typical bear. There's even stories of these brown bears mating with human women and creating hybrid offsprings. This particular type of bear is also known for standing on its hind legs. Can I just say something real quick? Please, because I need you to get me off of my brain path. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to put you on a different brain path. Probably it's going to be much better. You see... Monster just casually said that these bears are mating with human women. Okay, I said, I said the legend is this species of bear will mate with human okay. women. Yes. Okay, but here, here's my thing, though. Right? Thank God it's not the other way around, because that would make it really, really, really weird. Um, Men mating with the bears. No, I disagree. I don't think there's any direction where a human mates with a bear that makes it, oh, that's not too weird. Okay. Bear with me for a second. <laughs> God, no, 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 you can't. God, I hate this. I hate this show. Da- Danger, Danger is going to get himself a plane ticket to Tibet and going to walk around and hip waiters. And Bear with road. me. I, it's, I could scream. I'm going to basically make, like, since they're going into the mountains, I'm basically going to make uh, snow pants and assless chaps and hope for the best. 
I'm going out there with I'm going out there with assless snow chaps, a step stool, and a dream. <laughs> so as of as of 2023, the general consensus seems to be that there is a species of bear that lives in the Himalayan mountains, the the mountains of Asia, that is a little bit of a different breed than your typical grizzly, black bear, polar bear, that has some odd characteristics, tends to stand on its hind legs, tends to have a slightly different colorization. That is probably what people were seeing as the Yeti back in the, you know, centuries before this. What I find so interesting about this and why I'm glad I kind of did the research here, as much as I like talking about monsters and cryptids and all that weird stuff that's hard to explain, this is the first one that I've came across that is seen as a, I don't want to say as a friendly entity, but as a, not as a threatening one. The Yeti in no folklore of its time now in modern day westernized depictions it is often seen as a giant evil monster or a, a gay sexual creature in sarge's fan fiction but at at the core of it in you know tibetan folklore this is a gentle creature that guides you that will protect you and i'm not saying that there won't be more cryptids that we cover in the future that are benign or helpful but this is the first one we've covered so far and i found that very interesting so, so i was all right, go on, uh, prepare, sorry just real quick pre preparing for this i mean i kind of get what you're saying that you know there may or may not be said said creature that exists right it, to be completely honest with our listening group there is so much of the world not pertaining to the ocean that we have not explored I'm going to mess this up. The Gankahar Punisium Mountains, the world's largest unclimbed mountain, resides in the Himalayan country of uh, was it, Bhutan? Bhutan? Yeah, yeah. That's what I, right? I brought that up earlier. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, it's like we haven't even been to some of these areas yet. There's places in the Amazon rainforest that we've never been to, and there's undiscovered species and animals and, and an ecosystem. We've never seen. So we, I can't sit here and debunk everything monsters think. As much fun as it would be to aggravate the crap out of them, I just can't do it because it wouldn't be fair. And I appreciate that. And with that being said, doing a little research into some other stuff that we may talk about later, one thing that I found very interesting is a lot of animals that we understand today that we can see a picture of and go, oh, that's a blank. I'm familiar with that. Started off as a cryptid that we could not explain. Can you give me an example of one where that happened? If you don't have it off the top of your head, I can't blame you, but I'm just curious as to... No, no, no. So uh, the, the one that comes to mind is in Africa, there was this... The natives kept seeing this really big human-like creature that was really massive and really strong and it was like destroying trees and they couldn't figure out what the hell this thing was and they they tried to come up with all these terms they couldn't figure it out and eventually through scientific study they realized we now refer to that as a gorilla 
It started off as a cryptid that nobody understood and couldn't figure out what it was actually, you know, what kind of creature it was. Same with the duckbill platypus. Nobody knew what the heck that thing was. We still don't really know what that thing is. No, it's a very weird thing that no one understands. But (laughs) thankfully, we now know. The one other thing I wanted to add. Okay. All right. So if one of you guys can help clue me in, like the duckbill platypus is a beaver duck. Tell me I'm wrong. No, that's okay. That's pretty accurate. Uh, All right. Beaver duck. All right. Beaver duck. The one last thing I want to add before completely finishing up here is a lot of the research that I do on these episodes about cryptids and monsters and all this stuff comes from a channel on YouTube. I've brought this up before. It's a PBS show called Monstrum. This show is fantastic. Uh, The woman who hosts it is very entertaining. They have these great illustrations. They talk about everything from your, your big ones like the Mothman and Loch Ness Monster all the way down to these weird little uh, central location kind of monsters, regional creatures. Great, great, great show. If you have any interest in this kind of stuff, I would highly recommend going to YouTube and searching Monstrum. It's a lot of fun. And that's where I got probably 90% of what I shared tonight from that. So you may have covered it. But has there ever been any actual real evidence of the Yeti, aside from the monks and their uh, hand and uh, scalp, which I don't know if those were ever confirmed to be from Yetis, and then also the footprint, which I'm not convinced that's not Carl on the expedition team taking off his shoe. So, and again, if you want more details, go to Monstrum Yeti and... Anyway, uh, the scalp, as I said before, was tested and was determined to be a type of mountain goat. Okay, that's right. Um, Sorry, I I missed that or I forgot that part. But yeah, that's fine. The footprint has never been fully debunked. However, there are reports of the main leader of the expedition kind of given sort of the elbow kind of tongue in cheek Uh. about, you know. I wonder if anybody will notice this, ha ha ha, kind of thing. It's never been really proven one way or the other. From what I can tell, the general consensus seems to be the physical evidence goes to this particular breed of bear. However, if you want to get really deep into this, and I didn't get into this, there is a whole political, spiritual side to the importance of the concept of the Yeti and what it means to Tibetan religion. And that's, that's a whole big topic that I just, I just didn't really want to try to dive into because I'm just not smart enough for it, but there is a significance to the Yeti as a spiritual being as well. Um, Well, you said they did like like religious rituals with it. So, Right. And in Tibetan folklore, there is a whole, like the Yeti is seen as like a, I don't want to say like a connector between the human realm and the spiritual realm, but there is a spiritual component to the creature of the Yeti, basically saying that it is more than just a earth-based creature. Again, you know, however you want to look at it, is that true or not? But at the end of the day, 
I, I do think it's interesting that, like I brought up a minute ago, there have been creatures that could not be explained. And then eventually we saw enough evidence to suggest, oh, this actually does exist. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen with the Yeti, that someday we're going to see this thing and be like, oh, that is a species that we are unfamiliar with. But I, I think it's naive to believe, just like Sarge said, there's so much of the earth that has not been fully explored and discovered. We, we see stuff all the time about discovering new species. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yes, Sarge, please. Thank you for waiting so, patiently. You have been patient before, and very good. Before I, before I, before we, I forget. If you, you know, need to use the restroom, take the Monster pass. was already talking about, you know, how in Tibet, everything's spiritual, right? Yeti's considered spiritual. Uh, an article I found about the Yeti in, in the mountains and the surroundings, uh, Bhutan, 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 Bhutan area. I think, Bhutan. It, Bhutan. I think it's actually pronounced Bhutan. I think it's, it's not. Actually, I think it's a French word. But anyways, nope, no, not, anyways, it's not continuing the on. Word. Okay, I they've actually that. closed down the. I've the, been wrong. They've plenty of times before, and I'll be wrong again. Go on, Sarge. They've 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 closed down the the mountain peaks for climbers due to spiritual reasons. Like they they've shut it down for the past. I want to say it was like four or five years. No one's been allowed to climb the mountains up there due to spiritual reasons. So there is also a really deep really deep discussion that can be had between Chinese politics that go into the regulations and allowance to explore the Himalayan mountains. And there's been times over the years where that's been restricted, where that's been lifted. Certain things are discovered during certain times and can't be reported in certain ways. Again, just so far above my pay grade that i just didn't want to get into that you're getting yeah. being <laughs> uh more than you more. do but we'll discuss that off air um <laughs> i like monsters i like weird looking creatures and that's kind of what i wanted to focus on mm -hmm. if you really want to get into this there is a whole discussion on chinese politics on tibetan spiritualism i mean i'm good uh there's all kinds of rabbit holes you can go down oh, yeah. with this. I'm sure there is. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't have no. time for that. It's, it, I wanted to talk about the big hairy bear ape that <laughs> runs around in the mountains. Like that that's possibly what might I like. mate with human women. I assuredly it does. But okay, that's, so that's part could, I wanted to talk could about. you imagine all of us being men? Obviously, none of well, two of us being men, monster, I'm still not sure. But we're wow. like, could you, yeah, could you imagine like being <laughs> at least the like ultrasound doctor and like you're going like you're doing an ultrasound lady, you're like, well, you got a bear in your stomach. What, what did you mate with? <laughs> how's, how's your heartburn? Because that is a very hairy fetus, right? You have a very hairy fetus in there. Right. I like what you did there, monster. I don't know what you're referring to. I don't to, know what I you're referring to. You made a you 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 made a pregnancy joke about heartburn and hair. Bears, hairy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. It's not funny. But the real question. <laughs> but the real question. What do you call a Yeti with a six pack? What? The cool abdominal one. snowman. Yeah. Oh. Did you hear that the Yetis have declared their own independent state in the Himalayans? It's called an abomination. <laughs> All right, so I did not prepare Yeti jokes because I, again, have my what? dad joke book. 
and I'm oh. going to do random. Just going to flip through, and I broke my leg in two places. And do you know what the doctor told me? Stay out of those places. Did you know Bigfoot is sometimes confused with Sasquatch, yet he never complains? Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is a baby Sasquatch's favorite toy? A yeti bear. <laughs> a yeti bear. A yeti bear. When I, I said at the top of the episode, when I said, what do you think of when I say yeti? No one said a cooler. You really disappointed me. I don't own a I don't own a Yeti cooler. So. I can't afford a Yeti cooler. I know, right? That's the other thing. I never had a cooler envy until I saw a Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Most people get shocked when they find out I'm not their electrician. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, here it is. Here it is. Here's the best one. Are you ready? Sure. How do Yetis stay regular? How? They always know when to go. <laughs> what do you call a Yeti gardener? What? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I like my Wendigo joke. I don't want to say anything else. It, you you made a joke that was also a callback. Exactly. I am meta. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I'm done here. <laughs> okay. Done. Perfect. Yeah. How do how how do Yetis tell the time? With, with a watch. sass watch. Oh, well, since Sarge decided to suck all the fun out of the room. <laughs> hey, you thank you for joining us. You. Thank you for joining us in another fun, adventurous episode of the Is For Podcast. I have been Monster. Joining me has been Sarge. Say it's goodbye, me. Sarge. And Danger. Say goodbye, Danger. Goodbye, Danger. And I hope you join us next time. If you have any suggestions for anything you'd like to hear us talk about, please shoot us an email at dangerandsarge at gmail.com or send us a uh, message on one of our you know, social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just go to either, any of those and just search Danger and Sarge. After, you know, I, I should have put that before you said goodbye. I just didn't know when it was It's coming. fine. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Later. Bye. It's over. Done. Done.